get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. That was one year ago today. The one-year anniversary of the Blues hoisting the cup for the first time in franchise history. And let's continue celebrating that moment. Going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by former Blues forward Chris Thorburn joining us here on Ribs and BK. Chris, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good, guys. Thank you much for, uh, for having me. Thorbs, what are you doing these days and where are you, buddy? Uh, we're going to try to stay safe, but probably just like everybody else. Uh, but we're, uh, we're up in Michigan here. Um, just living the uh, the quiet life and the lockdown life and uh, just trying to get through it. So, okay, you got a unique situation because you're living the retired life and now the lockdown life. Is there anything <laughs> that you've picked up as far as a hobby or something that, you know, because during your playing career, I know this, you don't have time for anything else. But now that you sure. finished, like, is there something you're doing? Are you, are you woodworking? Are you turned into a carpenter, <laughs> a Mr. Fix-It? What do you got for me? Uh, nothing that you mentioned. I'm more, <laughs> I'd, I'd honestly be a good hire for a nanny. I'll tell you that right now. Being around the kids every day and uh, keeping them alive is a, is, a, is a win for me. But, uh, like, early in the fall, dude, I, I, throughout my whole career, I was always waiting to hunt. And when I came back to Michigan, uh, we got some property here. And, uh, you know, we did the whole uh, hunting routine and baited. And I actually got my first buck, so that was cool. Um, but, you know, since hunting season's been over, not much going on. I'm actually reading books, which I've never done since, I don't know, grade eight. So, other than that, man, just uh, enjoy the family time, like I said, and, uh, you know, growing up with the kids and uh, seeing, uh, seeing the development, which you miss a lot as a player. So, Thor, if you're talking about hunting, now, it, right away I got an image that comes to mind, okay? Yeah. I got an uh -huh. image of you that, like, you're covered head to toe in, like, camouflage paint and that you're yeah. just hiding out somewhere and that you don't even have a weapon, that your strategy is to just run out and tackle this thing and throw it in a headlock. Like, am I even close? <laughs> You're somewhat close. Man. And, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, we had we had a good setup. My brother has got a, a a raised blind, which is cool, and then I got a I got like a pole barn out back that I just pulled the windows out and we we baited both sides of the window, and these deer came in, uh, and we got deer living out here too. So. Um, no, it, was, it was just cool to, just to see the uh, just the movement of the deer and kind of study them and figure out what we needed to do and end up getting one. Like I said, a buck. I mean, by no means is the rack uh, enough to brag about, but at the same time, the rush and the adrenaline that you get when you actually shoot something of that size, um, it's pretty cool. Former Blues forward Chris Thorborn joining, joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I got to ask you about the beard because it's fantastic on a normal day, and now we've been in quarantine for the last couple of months. How's it coming for you? 
It's actually, BK, it's looking professional actually now. Um, dude, I'm looking back at pictures from last year during the cup run and the playoff run, and I can't even believe how gross that was. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, I think it's... You said it, thinking, not me. Man, I got, <laughs> at the time, I'm thinking, wow, this looks really strong, like a strong beard, good looking beard. But now that I look back at it, I'm like, what was I thinking? Who had the worst uh, beard, no. in your opinion? Who had the worst beard from that yeah, run? Let's out somebody right now. Oh, man. Probably uh, Steen. Steen was, Steen was kind of sporadic. Um, uh, Sunquist. Sunquist, Sunquist was, was terrible, too. Um, just, just even the young guys like Blay, like the guys that really couldn't get the hair through their. Uh, Follicles on their face it just look more sporadic. <laughs> but uh, probably, probably the younger guys as a handful, handful of guys. Thorbs, I got to ask about Sonny here just for a second because uh, I know that you just had a baby and you named it Oscar, and I know that Sonny thinks that's pretty funny, and I know you went at him on Twitter talking about, uh, or through Jeremy Rutherford on Twitter saying yeah. that, yeah, you had to name the baby the same as Sonny because they have the same body, both like a bag of milk. <laughs> Is this just a continuation of getting back at Oscar right now? <laughs> no. and we, me and Sonny, like, we go back, man. When we first came to St. Louis, we both came at the same time. We were new. Uh, we both had Pittsburgh roots. Um, obviously, him, him being younger, but um, and us being in and out of the lineup at the same time, so we kind of created, a, like, a bond, like, right away. So, uh, me and Sonny have been tight. We've been jarring back and forth for a couple years now, and uh, that was just a, a perfect opportunity to get back at him. You know what I mean? So, um, and then I texted him because I didn't know if he saw it. So I texted him a screenshot. And he hadn't responded in two days. So I thought he was like, I thought he was mad at <laughs> He's playing it so back like, at I'm, you. Yeah, I, I went from like, he gave me the silent treatment. So I started panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh, tell me, you know, I angered him or whatever. But uh, we, ended up talk, we ended up talking a couple nights ago. He FaceTimed me from Sweden and uh, we, had a, we had a good chuckle over it. Let's go ahead and celebrate that Game 7, Thors, because it is officially the one-year anniversary. I loved the story that you told Jeremy Rutherford about after the game. It was David Perron who was pushing you and pushing you and pushing you and saying, no, 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 you got to go get the cup. you got to go get the cup. Yeah. And you ended yeah. up touching it before Ryan O'Reilly did last year. I know. As I know. you should have. How did that all come uh, about? Yeah, and, and honestly, it got, there is some weird feelings towards that as far as, like, you know, the, the, the ones that, uh, you know, I touched it before. Um, but DT, like, it goes back to the morning after a pregame meal. I was sitting in the lobby, probably texting the wife or calling her or whatever, and he poked through those, you know, that, that curtain, curtains there, and he came through, and he's like, Thor, be ready tonight. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, you're going to be wearing your equipment tonight. I'm like, no, no, just go. Yeah, good luck, man. You guys are going to do a lot, like, all that kind of stuff. And then, sure enough, obviously we win. And then he he tracks me down in the pile, and he starts pushing me towards the cup. I'm like, dude, I'm like, go do your thing, man. I'll get I'll get my turn. And I'm legit like, Rib, you know, I'm snow plowing to try and stop <laughs> him from pushing me. And I'm like, in my, inside my head, I'm like, if I get caught on national TV snow plowing while I'm going towards the cup, like that's gonna look <laughs> terrible in itself. So I'm like, all right, dude. And then I got it from a guy like Alex Steen, which, I mean, it goes without saying what kind of guy uh, he is. And, and then for me to be able to pass it to David Perron, to give it to DT, for him to lift it, it, just, it was just like a perfect, uh, perfect story for me uh, from a personal standpoint. So it was cool, and that's something I'll never forget, what he did for me. And, and not only him, but the whole guys. Because I didn't play a huge part, obviously, in the playing aspect of it. Um, but the way they made me feel and the way they took me in and made me feel a part of it, man, I mean, just a special group and something I'll be forever thankful for. Yeah, Thorbs, look it, man. I know how you are, and that's what's made you an incredible teammate for your entire career. 
But I'm not going to lie. Like You deserved it. You deserve to get that cup at that moment. You have bled for every team you've ever played for. You stuck up for teammates. You've always been a great guy in the locker room. So I understand the feeling because, look, we all go through it when we get to the end of our career and maybe we're not as big of a piece of the puzzle as we'd like to be. But, buddy, I'm sorry. You deserve that moment, and uh, I'm really happy you got it. Uh, well, I, I just appreciate you saying that, Rib. That means a lot, Bob. Thank you. Uh, Forbes, I wanted to ask you about that team and what made it so special because, I mean, we're, we're talking about the story right now, and it, you couldn't write this script in Disney, man. It, it would be impossible. Yeah. People would tell you it was too unrealistic with the worst team in the league midway through the year. The coach gets fired. You've got this no-name goaltender that ends up turning things around. The hometown hero scores the goal to advance in the postseason <laughs> and double overtime. Like This is all impossible. What's your favorite memory from the season, and what was it that made that team so special to be able to have that kind of a turnaround? Yeah, uh, well, for me, I can't speak on the bad times because I wasn't there, you know, and I don't know how they pulled out of what, uh, you know, what they went through. Um, I think a lot, a lot had to do with uh, the turnover and the coaching staff and the way Chief uh, or Craig Berube kind of, uh, you know, instills calmness throughout a group. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's hard to explain, but he does. And I think they just took the message and, and ran with it. Um, Selfishly, my favorite point of, of the season was when Army, uh, when Doug Armstrong called me and asked me to be on the on the roster and and called me up uh, to be a part of you know the playoff run. No one knew how far it was going to go or whatever, but just for him to give me that opportunity was uh, was I was ecstatic. Um, as far as the playing, dude, night in, there's not one favorite moment for me from you know being on the roster, and being part of the team because. I just love the playoff hockey and like the way the the Blues, like the way we played throughout that playoffs, man. Like, I mean, it was incredible. Just just seeing the uh, the guys overcome everything they'd already overcome, but now start to put their best foot forward and um, you know winning playoff rounds and games and big games. And this is stuff that I grew up watching as a kid on TV, overtime goals and um, just to be a part of it and be live at this uh, at the game was. Just a cool experience, and like for me, my my postseason experience was four games. We got swept in Winnipeg by Anaheim, so I was a rookie to all this. So it was all eye opening for me, and just to be able to be a part of that experience, like I said, and the boys taking me on a ride of a lifetime. Uh, dude, uh, there's so many cool parts about it. Thorbs, uh, I know it's it might be a bit of a secret, and people don't really know this, but uh, I'm a guy that's been known to have a couple of cold beverages <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all happy with the games and, the, and the, the goals and all that. But I really want to talk about the celebration, to be honest. And uh, what was your favorite moment after winning the Cup? After winning the Cup? I yeah, think afterwards. All the festivities, all that. What's your favorite moment in time there? Oh, like after, like, the dress room party and the parade? Yeah. Well, those are top notch. Like my favorite was actually when the guys were like we started pouring alcohol into this cup. You know what I mean? That was my that was my favorite because like you know this thing's all shiny when it comes out, and when you get in the dressing room and you start filling it up with beers and start chugging out of it, that's just it was so surreal. Um, and then the parade with the fans, like that was an experience that I'll never ever experience, and not many people will. But for us to be jumping in the crowd and celebrating with the fans and being so intimate, that was so cool. Um, but for me, I think when, when I got it here um, with the kids and the family, and we just had time to like take a deep breath and just like look at this thing and uh, fill the kids, fill the stuff up with the kids' favorite things, and letting them be a part of it. Um, that was probably uh, that was one of my favorites. The more like intimate, um, you know, 
uh, opportunities that we had that we took advantage of. Thorbs, you got to do me one favor, okay? And I've known you yeah. a long time. You got to do me one Dude, favor. I've, I've done more English. <laughs> what? Okay, well, let's do one. I'll Can do you one do? more. I'll do one more. We'll do one more until next week, and I'll uh, ask for another one. But that being said, for the rest of yeah. your life, okay, when you describe this time and when you talk about the Stanley Cup championship, I need yeah. you to stop saying they, and I need you to start saying we. All right, because yeah. reason being, man, yeah. you are a huge part of it. Doug Armstrong brought you back here for a reason. You're an amazing teammate, and you keep the guys loose, and you knew exactly what to do and when to do with those guys and how to act around them. So trust me, it's you guys. It's we, not they. All right, brother? Rebs, you're the best, dude. You're the best. All right, well, I appreciate that, man. Final thing for me. As we're talking to Chris Thorburn here on Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we are going to be talking to the coach of the Blues, Craig Berube. Do you have one thing that you feel like we need to ask Berube whenever we bring him on? <laughs> uh, I do, but I'll, I'll ask him myself. Also. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. That is Chris you know, Thorburn. Former Blues forward, it is the one-year anniversary of he and the Blues winning the Cup, bringing it home here for St. Louis. Thorbs, we really appreciate the time today, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us. Oh, my gosh, guys. Thank you so much. And, yeah, enjoy the one-year anniversary, man. It's not, I think it's doing now, so I got my stuff here ready to open. So we're ready to go here. But, yeah, enjoy the celebration. Everyone in St. Louis, this is unreal. You're the best, Thorbs. We'll talk with you soon. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. All right, boys. Thank you much.